1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: Now offers more selection and services from service awards and corporate apparel and uniforms to promotional products ranging from cups and pens to USB keys. Elite Promotional Marketing is the brand that helps you custom brand your organization. See what's new at elitepromomarketing.com, Elite Promotional Marketing, more than
1: just sportswear. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 chat. It's
0: 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Royal pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated now for 40 40- Nine years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza, the Stoffer recommendation, right here, right now. It's what you want tonight as you open up NHL playoff action. Stoffer recommend, recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Meat lovers. Digging the meat lovers, too. All right, without further ado, he is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. They're in first place in the Pacific Division, and he's got four of his top six scores back in the last week. Jay Woodcroft joins us right now. Jay, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, Bob. Thank you.
0: Uh, you're doing good. You're probably, not to disrespect some of the guys that you had fill in over the last month because you had a pretty good go until uh, a, a recent road trip, but you're probably pretty happy because you're seeing some familiar faces return from Edmonton. Absolutely. Uh, four
2: teeth. Key- Uh, Players are returning the lineup. Uh, Obviously, Russell, who had been up in Edmonton but has been down with us here the second half, has returned with uh, coming back from a little bit of an injury. He's a huge addition. And then, obviously, the three guys from Edmonton and Josh Curry, uh, Dan and Malone. Um, You talk about four quality individuals, four leaders, and they represent over 70 American Hockey League goals this year. Uh, To return that to your lineup, it's a good position for coaching staff to be in. Um, We're looking forward to getting them uh, up to speed and getting the team into the rhythm it needs to get into as we uh, head towards the ground.
0: All right. Well, I I guess what's interesting to me is, um, you you know, you look at it. it Gambardella and Curry were basically playing – about nine minutes a game, and Malone was playing seven to seven and a half minutes a game at the NHL level. You're going to need these guys to probably play, I would think, somewhere between 14 to 17 minutes a game. Do you have to get them up to speed and up to rhythm and being capable of carrying that sort of minutes at your level?
2: Yes, yes, we do. And and that's something that we've talked a lot about over the, uh, the last few weeks as a coaching staff is how we're going to get them back up to the minutes that they were um, get, get them used to the minutes that they were playing. We ultimately had three games here to do that. Um, everybody uh, had the day off as a team down here on on uh, Monday here in Bakersfield after some tough travel. Uh, but we chose to skate with uh, with the players that were returning from Edmonton just to get them used to um, skating and playing with the pace that we want them to play with here and in the minutes that we want them to play with. They felt uh, much better after the Monday practice, heading into the team practice on Tuesday. We're going to play them a lot down the stretch here, uh, regardless of our playoff positioning or um, or whatnot. We're going to play these guys just to get them up to, up to speed and up to the pace that we want them to play with.
0: Uh, speaking of playoff positioning, where are you at right now? You're still first in the Pacific, right?
2: Yeah, we're we're first in the, the Pacific Division, but it's a it's a tight race. I think our, our magic number is four to clinch the division. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this this uh, this Pacific Division is uh, every night a tough night, and uh, the, the positioning from one through five, none of it has been set yet. I think it's going to come down to the last game of the season. Uh,
0: so you got three games left in the regular season because you guys play 68 games in your division, right?
2: That's correct.
0: So, who do you got this week, Jay?
2: So we play Tucson uh, this evening. Yep. Uh, and they're a potential first round opponent. Uh, they're battling. They're one point behind Colorado for the fourth fourth seed in the Pacific Division. And then we close out our year Saturday night at home versus Ontario, and then Sunday uh, against Stockton.
0: So you Under don't play uh, San Diego or San Jose, and are they not? The two teams that are that, that could still technically, uh, I, uh, catch you for first uh, place in the division.
2: Uh, actually, I, I believe it's only San Jose that can catch us and, okay. and overtake us first place in the division. Yep. But uh, yeah, they play each other tonight, and and then both of those teams are on the road to close out their season. So, you know, something that we talked about uh, as a team and as a group here is that we want to we want to control our own destinies here. We want to make sure that, you know, we want to clinch the division, obviously, and we want to win as many games as we can during this week. But the most important thing that we can get to is playing a game that we can be proud of, a a solid 200-foot game, so that we're playing towards our potential uh, as we head into Game 69, which will happen next week.
0: Jay Woodcroft, head coach, Bakersfield Connors. Jay, are you guys, uh, I know you had back-to-back games in Manitoba. One of them, you had like 41 outshot the opposition uh, 41-21 then you went down to san antonio on i think it was saturday and ethan bear scored twice in the uh the first period did you kind of run out of a little bit of steam here down the stretch down some bodies
2: i think so i think uh we ran our horses pretty hard uh down the stretch uh to number one to clinch the playoff spot something that hasn't been done uh down in bakersfield here in the three years that they've been in the American Hockey League uh, prior to this season. So we ran, ran our guys hard. We were a little bit thin up front. Um, we asked a lot of people uh, to take on more responsibility. And, and then, you know what, you have to give credit to the other teams as well. We went into a desperate uh, Manitoba. We ran into a desperate Manitoba team that gave us everything that we could handle. Uh, we had tough travel to get down to San Antonio, um i i felt we controlled most of that first period we were up to nothing and then just ran out of, of a dash down the stretch of the game what I liked about uh those games though is that um there were good signs for our team of playing the right way um even though we didn't have our a or a plus game uh we feel that our structure gives us a chance to win most nights and and we weren't at our best last week but Our structure did give us a chance. Every game that we played was a one-goal hockey game. There's a couple empty net goals that were thrown in there, but every game was a one-goal hockey game. We had the chance to win, uh, and that's what our focus is here during this last week of the regular season is is to capitalize on those moments within games, uh, to uh, build on that winning is a skill philosophy that we tried to ingrain early in the season and find ways to win those tight games
0: down the stretch so that we feel good heading into game 69. All right, so you had uh, two players named just in the last half hour to the American Hockey League all-rookie team. Tyler Benson's currently leading AHL rookies in scoring. He's not leading AHL rookies in points per game. That's actually Cooper Marody. He did not get named to the team, so Benson just turned 21. Marotti's, uh I think he's just now 22. And then Shane Sturet in goal. Uh, Named the all-rookie team as well. So I think that that should probably excite some Oilers fans out there that the Oilers have got some players down in the American Hockey League that have had pretty good goes here.
2: Yeah, I I can't say enough about uh, everyone that you just mentioned there. I I think, uh, first of all, what a great storyline for their personal career. It's a true uh, feather in their cap um, that they were named to the all-rookie team. Tyler, obviously, uh, is an elite playmaker at this level. Uh, he drives our offense, uh, and I'm real proud of his 200-foot game and the fact that he's a, he's a big-time plus player playing against the best players in the American League. I think it's a, it's it's great for him personally. And then, obviously, Shane's been, been the backbone of our, our team and our success down here in Bakersfield this year. kind of came out of nowhere and, and seized the opportunity that he had. He commanded more and more ice time and, and drove us as as we are, you know, competing for first place in the division is a huge, huge factor behind that. Um, I think the youth and the way the youth has performed and developed is a true, uh, true positive narrative for, for our team uh, in our organization. Um, those guys, they've earned every second advice time that they've been given. Uh, like I said, they're drivers on our team. And uh, even though Cooper wasn't named to uh, the all-rookie team today, he is a league all-star, maybe all-star game. And as you said, he leads the league in, in points per game for rookies. So all real positive storylines and narratives for not only the Bakerfield Condors but for the Edmonton Oilers organization.
0: All right, so now that you've got all your guys back, can you open up the uh, kimono for us and reveal your line combinations for tonight's game? <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to go back to familiarity, so we're going to keep uh, Russell Malone and Gamberdella together. That's our kind of 200-foot uh, do-it-right line, and then obviously we have our, our kid grouping with Benson and Marody, and, and they're going to play with Josh Curry, who, who they've had uh, tremendous success specifically since January 1st on. Uh, we're going to go Evan Poli, Lucas Estesito, and, and Mitch Callahan as a experienced, heavy, grinded-out type, type of um, type of uh, line that spends our shift in, in the offensive zone. And then we have Vessel, Gus, and Nolan DC who's played quite well for us uh, over the last few games, uh, will make up our fourth line. And, and all three of those uh, young guys uh, contribute and find different roles uh, within our forward grouping, and uh, they give us a good look as well. On the back end... Uh, we're nursing a, a few uh, nicks and bruises. Uh, so tonight on the back end, we're going Lagesson and Jones. Uh, we're going Stanton and Day and, and Keegan Lowe and Jake Kulovich. And we're starting Shane uh, and net.
0: So uh, three names I'm going to bring up here. Yamamoto, day to day with something?
2: Yep, he is. Yep.
0: Okay. Uh, what about Cam Hebig?
2: Cameron Hebig's uh, a scratch tonight. It, it's doing no uh part uh today. anything he's done wrong it's just taking a rest tonight um he's been a good player for us all year and we expect big things from him going forward
0: and ethan barry mentioned just a uh, little bumper bruise there exactly Yep. and so you you, got it. you expect him back down the road obviously
2: we do yeah obviously it, it's getting to the time of year where you don't talk much about uh injuries and whatnot but uh we have a few bumps and bruises, like most teams at this time of year, and and uh, we're we're making sure that we're going to be as healthy as we can be and firing on all cylinders uh, coming next weekend.
0: So Jay, I'm going to ask uh, you the same question that I asked Craig Simpson. <laughs> it's about Todd McClellan, Buffalo or LA. I'm not going to do that to you. Uh, <laughs> you uh, you take care, Jay. We'll touch base down the road, okay?
2: Thanks
0: for having me on, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. That's Jay Woodcroft. He's the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. You heard him. Uh, two more wins, and they clinch top spot uh, in the Pacific Division. They are not playing the second or third place team in the Pacific, and they've got uh, their team back, and that's a, a big thing for Jay right now because uh, at one point they were basically didn't have four of their top six scoring forwards available to them. Um, it's been a it's been a good year, a step forward year. He's done some terrific things from a culture perspective. Um, You know, got an all-star goalie and an all-star winger. And right now, and it's interesting, the hockey news, and my understanding is the way it works with the hockey news is they have the... So Rob Tichkowski from the Edmonton Sun did the... Uh, writing for the Hockey News on the Oilers' top prospects. Tyler Benson was conspicuously absent, but my understanding is the way Hockey News does it, they actually say these are the 10 guys we're ranking. Go write about them. So Benson was not listed. I would suggest right now Tyler Benson might be the best forward prospect in the Oilers' organization. Closer to helping the Oilers maybe than Kyler Yamamoto, who's gone through an injury plagued year this year. 147 in Edmonton. Uh, this day in Oilers' history when we come back in Oilers now.
1: subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat.
0: Turn that mic on. It's 150 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. This comes into us from Reed from the Edmonton operation. Hi, Bob. Longtime listener on our Heartland Ford text line. Love the show. Just wondering how you think On Hall Cabrera will do in the Masters. How will his 7 uh, 10 a.m. Uh, tea time affect him? Well, uh, I have. Uh, you know, the only Cabreras I've ever known over the years have been baseball players. So uh, in terms of Anjul, it is Anjul. It's not Angel, right? It's Anjul Cabrera. Uh, I, I like his chances to, you know, be in the top 20. I think he's a pretty good golfer. Um, I'd really like to see Dustin Johnson win. And he is better the longer the day goes, I find, with Dustin Johnson. He's a ridiculous athlete. I think we can all agree on that. So my money's on Dustin Johnson. How's that for going out in the l- And it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that, uh, you know, somebody I know is a big fan of Dustin Johnson. Actually, a lot of people I know are big fans of Dustin Johnson. Uh, and, in fact, this individual may or may not have been involved in this day in order's history. Brought to you by New West Travel. Ask about their destination, wedding packages, and corporate employee reward trips. Visit newwesttravel.com for more information. On this date back in 1982, oh, Dave Campbell, what happened? This was terrible. All right, Miracle in Manchester Oilers had a five nothing lead over the Los Angeles Kings. Then the Kings roar back, win the game six five in overtime. Whatever. Do you uh, remember where you were? When, uh, uh, yeah, it was at my grandparents' house in Camrose. You ready for this? I was a busboy at the sawmill for Tom and David Goodchild. <laughs> and uh, when I left to take the cab back to my uh, house, when we were living in Erminskin, yeah, when I was going to Harry Ainley, I left. The score was five nothing. And by the time I'd gotten to the house, it was already 5-4. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, a heartbreaker. See, I remember I remember watching it, and I was like seven or eight years old. Yeah. And I didn't understand what was happening. I'm like, how could, you know, even back then I could comprehend a five-goal lead should be a safe lead. And I'm like, Grandpa, is the game's over now? Yes, the game's over. And my grandpa had some choice words for the Oilers. Yeah. Anyway, can't repeat. And that. then they won game four. That was game three. They lost 10-8 yeah. and 6-5 in that series. 10-8, 6-5, yeah. and 7-4. Yeah, I went to game five with my cousin, Michael Rapley. We were bummed out. <laughs> Orders lost. And you know what? It was, they got taken to the woodshed. All right. Um, I want to get to a couple texts here. Uh, you can text us at 630 30. This text comes in to us. Where did it go? Because he's criticizing me. So I always like to give ample time to individuals that want to criticize me Um, what happened here I lost it, or was that oh here it goes it's out of Calgary Wow sure glad you're not drafting third overall you ignored 66 percent of major junior hockey players and not even suggesting a player from Ontario or the Quebec League oh and continue to overhype major junior hockey players in the West uh, compared to uh, comparing a player to Getzloff. Wow. Same as you overhyped Jesse's compared him to Blake Wheeler of the Jets. This is why you are a radio talk show host and nothing else. All right. At the same age, and we're all sitting here wondering what uh, what Jesse Pogliarvi is. At this stage, he's 20. At the same age, uh, Blake Wheeler was an underperforming player at the University of Minnesota who would later not sign with Phoenix and end up signing with Boston, and then get traded by Boston to Winnipeg. Blake Wheeler didn't become the Blake Wheeler we know until 28 or 29 as a player. So let's establish that. Number two, I've actually stated on the air on numerous occasions that the Western League is not as strong as it once was. This is a good WHL draft. I think four of the top eight players in the draft will come out of the WHL because I think teams, somebody's going to step up and take Krebs 7th or 8th overall. I said I'd take Bowen Byram at 3 all day, absolutely. You, the texter out of Calgary, referenced the OHL and Quebec League. They don't have a player that's going to go in the top eight of this year's draft. There is not one scouting service out there that has an OHL player or a Quebec League player in the top eight of the draft. Um... There's a guy playing for Halifax, played on the World Junior Team, big kid, uh, Raphael Lavois, 13 goals in 10 games. He might get into the top 10. He's had a good playoff. Uh, He was very good with uh, Canada in the Halinka-Gretzky tournament. Next year, however, Mr. Calgary, you will be happy because the top two players in the draft, Alexis Lafreniere out of the Quebec League, Quentin Byfield out of the OHL, They'll both go in the top three, so you'll have your wish. The Ontario League has been the best league because there's only 20 teams for roughly 13.5 million people. There's too many teams in the WHL, 22 teams for roughly 9 million people in Western Canada. So there you have it. But this is a good Western Hockey League draft. Take it for what it's worth. But hey, Calgary, keep texting. I've always said 98.9% of the folks out of Calgary are super smart about hockey. Which side of the ledger do you fall in? Thanks for listening. All right, coming up tonight, uh, the mega talented Reed Wilkins with Calgary Flames broadcast. So I get it. He gets the fellow broadcast host. Actually, let's get Reed right on here. Reed, you got Pat Steinberg on
2: tonight. Well, I got Pat Steinberg. Are you going to be excited? I got this guy on, Cam Moon. All that. So he'll fill in on his thoughts on some of those prospects in the WHL, and he has been to all the games so far in the Oil Kings hitman series. There you go. So he got to go last night. Uh, we had to bump Hal Gill last night because I had a lot of open line. Sure. So we'll have Hal on tonight. Who's our – oh, Calvin McC- is McCarty. Is on tonight? Calvin McCarty, yeah, McCarty Calvin from, uh, from
1: Camrose,
0: Alberta. Yeah. What? The Eskimos are doing a uh, oh. a big amateur football tour across uh like I, I, thought, he was from, I thought Calvin was from B.C., wasn't he initially? Is he well, anybody? he's from Oklahoma, moved to – to BC when he was a young lad, yes, and now has called Edmonton home for the last
2: thirteen seasons.
0: Is he still pl- like? Is he still playing he'll, for the Eskimos? Yeah, I think he'll be on the team. Yeah, he's coming back. He's he's like played forever as a fullback. Uh, he's well, the sm- well, smartest guy in the operation, in my where, opinion. Where was he out of? Well, one of the Washington schools, right? Which one was he from? Oh, oh, which one did he go to? <laughs> Eastern Washington. It's been a while. Western Washington. Since he was there. Oh. Yes. Okay, uh, and who else <laughs> you got? You got a kid out of J.P. High School, which is... Oh, yeah, do we have the dunk dunk champion? Ben Cricky from J.P. High, who is committed to Valparaiso University. You know, my dad taught at Jasper Place for roughly 30 years. Oh, yeah. I'm amazed any of those kids progressed to have a a strong academic career beyond... uh, those Just kidding. <laughs> and my dad's long since gone. So he, he still sends texts, the, the critical ones that come this way. Yeah. That's, those are from uh, friends of my old man, I think, from back in the day. Guys, uh, hey, Dave, Reed, thanks, chill. And uh, we'll be uh, checking it out tonight. I'll have it on Inside Sports while I'm watching uh, all the playoff action. Tomorrow, Brian Burke for Canadian Power back and Louis DeBrusque. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody.
1: Brought to you by Digitex. Office solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Hey, hey. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.